I'm Tina. I'm Meg. I'm Drea. And I'm Jess. And this is Pardon My Stash. Welcome to Pardon My Stash, a podcast about knitting and how awesome it is. Before we get started with today's topics, let's get into what we are doing right now for a knitting project. Meg? So after uh, months of knitting other stuff, I am back to More Simple Lines by MNL. Um, somebody had to be working on it. You know, Drea finished hers. So I'm picking it up and someday we will do a podcast where no one is knitting more simple lines. It will be a wonderful day. Uh, you know what? It's going to happen before December. Unless somebody else picks it up out of spite. It won't be me. Well, if I it's know out of spite. Then it's going to be Jess. <laughs> um, she's never knitting that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> No, but I'm knitting it for uh, a Christmas gift. So, and, and my mother is starting to nag me about finishing it up because she knows who the recipient is. And remarkably for my mother, she hasn't spilled the beans. So I, I guess I better better put the uh, put the yeah, It on. doesn't matter because you're going to finish it and she's still going to have to wait till Christmas. Uh, that's what I said. But <laughs> Drea? So in the time that we last recorded, I cast on and I finished my autumn poplar's cowl patterned by anahata knits <laughs> the, fi- the the finished like nice pictures will be up on my instagram probably saturday um but i am currently almost done with the two by two hat by ann gagnon and i am making this for a friend who is going to help me move some furniture this weekend and he wanted a hat. Oh, that's this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I'll make myself scarce. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thanks a lot. No, <laughs> what a good friend. Uh, Jess? So I finished and blocked out my um, sea glass shawl. And that's up on my Insta right now. And then I, uh, I cast on a hat. <laughs> Here's a funny story about this hat. So I was... Um, looking at patterns that I wanted to use for this hat. And I had like a couple that I was going between and I decided on one and I cast on for that one and I'm looking at it and I'm like, I am like 20 rows into this one by one rib and realize I know hats look small on needles, but this just looks real small. And I went back and did not realize that the pattern that I chose did not match the pattern in my head for the yarn weight that I used. So I'm using a fingering weight yarn for the pattern that I ended up going with, calling for a worsted weight yarn. Well, well. <laughs> Good yeah. job. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So me being me, and I knew darn well that if I uh, took this off, I would not go and make the next one. So I'm going to try to move forward and actually make a just a uh, kid's hat and then make a matching large hat afterwards <laughs> and we'll see where we go that's so that's fair. where i'm at i'm i'm making a making a hat and we'll see where we're at with it um it's going to be a gift so i'm not gonna go much more into that but i'll post it at some point so what yarn are you using me yeah it's uh, it's so that's cascade 
heritage yep. sock um, that was left over from my from summer to fall shawl. Nice. Um, and then she's it's using nice. some other white yarn that I bought literally in 2014 and never used. Excellent. I don't know, I know what kind right? that is. That's I don't know what wool. kind it is, except I know it's wool. It's mystery. Wool. That's it's mystery yarn. It's wool yeah. and it's it's white. And I don't have any mystery sounds. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's what I'm using. It's, it's nice. It's it's looking <laughs> <was> good. Terrific. <laughs> it's just smaller than the original one it's I wanted to do. It's very cute. So, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we work got, with this. We got and, a wicked uh, crop of babies in this. Yeah, family so too, it'll go so to somebody. It's not like. Not like Look, it's another Christmas gift no that I didn't realize fit. I was even making. There you go. Good job, Jess. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no. I had that. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. 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 I was. I was looking for that sound clip when you were explaining the story, but I couldn't find one that didn't have ads. So. It's okay. I think the applause. The, the sarcastic applause, works applause really well. was, was good. The applause works. For me, I am actually working on the Autumn Poplar's Cowl okay. by the amazing oh, Megan Lynn. <laughs> Renowned. Oh, okay. Renowned that's a, knitting that's a, designer. That's a, that's a bit much. It's a bit much. Look, these, these, these people know us. People know you. Oh. Yeah. You're kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. A little bit. <laughs> oh. um, I'm about halfway through. And, it uh, looks beautiful. Thank you. I'm using uh, Wonderland yarns, and it is bla- uh, black solid base with like just bursts of rainbow color. It looks really cool. In random spots. And it's kind of sort of self-striping a little bit. It it's is. It's beautiful. It's not a self-striping yarn, I didn't but mean... that's the way the pattern yeah. is. I didn't mean it. to do that, but it's like it the rainbow great. is like doing this little thin stripe in between sections. It's so. really cute. Yeah, it's really fun. Okay, so this past weekend, our crew ended up at New England Fiber Fest. Baby Rhinebeck. Yeah, yeah, baby Rhinebeck, except not for my wallet. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, same. I actually think that I spent more at uh, New England Fiber Fest than I did at Rhinebeck. I'm definitely going to adjust my budget for Rhinebeck and NEFF next year because I I didn't spend more, but... I could have if I hadn't spent as much as I did at Rhinebeck. <laughs> All I know is that I was filled with uh, a shameful look as I walked out of the col- Cozy Colorworks booth. <laughs> you just sort like of slid into line. Ten skeins of bulky wheat yarn. But it was very pretty and you'll use it. Yeah, it's true. true. That's how it goes. I, had, I thought I didn't have room, but I, I made space. <laughs> there is space for it <laughs> Look, you make room for the things that are important to you yeah, exactly. <laughs> clearly you needed to get it if it still fit I came home and put the yarn on the table and I was like this cannot be all the yarn I bought and I totally forgot that I ordered that one skein that was out and I'm like yeah. okay all right I feel a little bit better about the amount of money I spent versus the amount of yarn that I brought home because it, it just didn't seem like no. enough at all I actually had a crisis because I thought we I <laughs> oh, lost no. a skein of yarn, um, and it was really nice. It was uh, 100 Ravens um, specific New England colorway, and 
could not find it. I that was the first thing I bought. It should have been at the bottom of the bag, and it wasn't. And somehow it wanted to go home with with Tina, and you know. And I have no idea. <laughs> I don't I, know how that. So I noticed it on top of my bag at lunch, and because I had bought the same base, yep. I thought it was one of mine. So I didn't <laughs> think anything. All I thought to myself was, "That's odd. That was at the bottom of my bag before. <laughs> no, it's at no, the it's top. at the top. Because I know Meg, you were looking through my yarn, so I was like, oh, maybe yep. she like had." pulled I it like up from the top or something yarn. um i can't help it but yeah so but it, it was, just it just snuck from jess's it did which was funny because it should have been at the bottom of ours too and like i said just magnetically I, it's, it's, it's my fault How's i really do fault? like to go through the yarn like sporadically <laughs> i want to like look at what we bought and oh, uh, so my we, guess is that it fell out of our bag oh, and, we just, we just and didn't even notice because up. you guys bought the same yarn so oh you can God. blame it on me it's okay. no no i preferred the you know it was magnetically attracted to its brethren <laughs> in Tina's bag and because she had two you know clearly that was the one that had to it did feel very offended when I was at the 100 Ravens booth and she said I have a third skein of that base if you want it and I was like no I'm okay I'll just do the two and it was mad it, it was, was like it was no mad. I'm coming home with you <laughs> no so so crisis averted though it yeah. was found the other thing that I really liked was the d D project bags we found. Yeah. Oh, they're so good. Uh, that was from Stitched by Jess. Is that it? Yeah. I yep. can't remember. I couldn't remember the booth name. Yep. And she has beautiful project bags, but uh, Tina and I got got matching ones. They're really cute. They are super cute. If um, you're into Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> nerd alert. <laughs> <laughs> As we all are, um, they it, it was basically a D and D print of dice so and various cute. implements that you would use in a in a, in a campaign. In a campaign, yeah, little swords and knights, and it's yeah. cute. Um, but yeah. I really like that, and they're very well made. Yeah, and uh, I be- we became fast friends. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, does this make us friends is, yeah we're friends now it makes you friends but there was a lot of really good vendors like i found myself drawn to a lot of different booths and um whereas with rhinebeck i felt like i was kind of like passing more booths than i wanted to stop at new england fiber fest i pretty much wanted to stop at almost every booth um, well i think one of the problems with uh rhinebeck and I wouldn't so much say that it's a problem, but it's definitely like a factor. There are just so many vendors, right? At yeah. Rhinebeck, you and get like so many people assaulted. fighting mm. to get into the into the booths. Yeah, and New England Fiber Fest is much much smaller. It's a lot more um, easily accessible and relaxed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really feel like I can take my time and really see everything that's there. And I think that actually makes me want to buy more. Yeah. I have more time to look at it without, you know, having someone kind of right there to trying to look at the same thing and Mm -hmm. feeling, oh, I got to get it before someone takes the last one. Or The other thing is, for us, at least the accessibility, it's a lot closer than Rhinebeck. It only took us, what, 40 minutes to get there? Yeah. Rhinebeck took us two hours, two plus hours. Yeah, at least. It's a a big difference in travel time. And we were actually, I think we actually spent more time at New England Fiber Fest than we did at Rhinebeck and when all was said and done. I think we spent more time there. I thought it was about the same. Yeah. I I would still probably say less, but we also did the um, farmer's market that's up there too. That's true. 
Yeah, the farmer's market was cute. Yeah. We made a charcuterie board. A charcuterie board. <laughs> we were very proud of ourselves. Yes. You can check out our Instagram for that photo, or we'll post it on uh, the part of my stash so you can see our pretty board of cheese and meats. <laughs> <laughs> For our next segment, we are going to get into things we wish we knew when we started knitting. Just some tidbits that we all were like, man, if I knew this before, I would have saved money, time, energy. Well, I can tell you that I wish somebody didn't tell me that there was so much more nicer yarn out there. Because (laughs) now I spend so much money on yarn. See, I, I kind of, I'm kind of glad that I discovered nice yarn later in my journey. Yes. Because I got to use the not so nice yarn in the beginning well, when, I was, figuring when I was figuring out my life. So yeah. um, all of my <laughs> beginner projects that have been tossed to the wind, <laughs> I have no idea where they are. But Yes, all the ones that have holes in yeah, them. and r- Random like increases and no, decreases. Yeah. The, the wibbly edges, as I like to call them. Yeah. Um, those are all luckily um, done on not-so-nice yarn. I think if I had started with, like, really nice yarn in the beginning, I would have been really sad out of all the money I wasted <laughs> on practicing. What about you, Jess? I mean, guys, did you know that yarn comes in different weights and they knit up differently? <laughs> 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 because... I just kind of made stuff work until I realized you could actually just follow a pattern properly and you didn't have to make things work. As of this current project, it doesn't always work because you have to remember what pattern you're working on. I think Jess is having a current crisis. (laughs) Guys, I wasn't going back on 20 rows of one by one rib. I don't blame you, especially in fingering weight. I'm not going back either. Guys, I'm back to making it work. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, while Jess fumes about her current project, Meg. (laughs) Um, Honestly, this actually piggybacks off that really well. I wish I had known years and years and years ago, um, everything is fixable unless you cut it, you know, you can unknit it. You can tink back. You can fix it. Everything is fixable. Um, and for years I was so afraid to try new stuff or, or, you know, gamble on a different technique because, oh my God, that's so hard. What if I screw it up? You know, what if I spend hours and hours and hours working on something and, and then it comes out, you know, with a with a mistake and it's all fixable until you take scissors to it and i don't think anybody here has steaked yet no no everything is reversible steaking uh gives me um the willies give me serious anxiety what is that steaking is where you um it's usually done with fair isle because you can't really knit fair isle back and forth so if you want to do like say a fair isle cardigan um, you would do the whole thing in the round and then you, you sew in or you crochet in um, an extra seam, two extra seams and oh, that and holds then cut it, it out together like and then you cut the shirt open and then you also cut the sleeve holes. Oh. It is really scary, but as long as you use like real wool that's going to stick together um, and you don't skimp on your on your um steaks you make sure that they're good steaks 
um, it works. It's like magic, but I don't have that kind of magic. It's terrifying. Like, yeah, I've never done it yet. I really want to, but um, I don't know if I have the guts to do that yet. But like, but it's really yeah. It's yeah, kind of. But it, it is. It's there's. I mean, there until you use scissors, there are no mistakes that you can't undo. And I think I would have saved myself a lot of um, a lot of years of really boring knitting if uh, <laughs> if I had, had kind of had the guts to to fail, I guess, or make mistakes beforehand. But that's a lot of my personality. I'm, I'm very much perfectionist when it comes to myself. Um, I don't like to make mistakes. So um, I guess I wish that I had known it was OK to screw up when when I was learning how to how to knit. Just off of that, it is OK to screw up. Yes, like, that we all do something. it. <laughs> Yes. Something for everyone to know. That's how you learn. Isn't there like a thing that if you like really like if you don't put a mistake in your project, it's like bad juju. So there is a I forget like I a, forget what um, group of people um, it's a it's a myth. Right. That, yeah. Um, nothing that's made by man should be perfect because only the creator of the universe is perfect. I don't know if they would call that that deity God or some actual, you know, deity name. But that um, it's tempting fate to make something perfect. So you should always make sure there's one small imperfection. Um, and to be perfectly honest, I have thought of that when I have made mistakes where I'm like, ah, I'm just making Make- sure there's no bad karma on yeah. this piece of knitting. There's that yeah. whole story. Ooh, I think it was it Michelangelo who made like, like he considered it the perfect sculpture and he actually took a chip out of the heel. Oh, in, oh wow. In order, yeah. It was it, it was some famous sculptor and like I want to say it's Michelangelo, yeah, but it's uh, I could be wrong. But yeah, they they put a mistake in their work that they considered perfect. Yeah, um, to not be thought of as uh, you know challenging challenging God. God. <laughs> so yeah, it is. That's, we're not we're not little... making mistakes. We're just not challenging God. Yeah, <laughs> that's my story. And I'm sticking to it. Yeah, you know. On that note, <laughs> um, what about you, Tina? Oh, well, what I was going to say was, uh, is I wish that I knew about um, social media and knitting. Oh, yeah. Long time ago. Well, I don't think that really existed. Did it? Well, maybe not 15 years ago when I started. The blogosphere existed, but, you know, there wasn't Instagram. And and blogs, there was not really a good communication. You read what someone writes. But YouTube was there. That's true. And, and you know, I wish I kind of, saw, like, got into, maybe not the when I first started because it was kind of so <laughs> sparse, but maybe um, later on, like, maybe five or six years into it when I still was definitely a beginner, um, I w- definitely would have liked to see all these tutorials and these mm. um, guides and just um, people trying things. That I, you know, like off to Meg's kind of point is just being able to try and not being afraid to try it out. Um, But and the other thing that I put on my reel recently, if you watched my reel circulars, yeah, (laughs) no straight needles. We bought so many circulars all the time. (laughs) So many. Yeah, I I use my straights as a decorative piece now. (laughs) Um, They're all sticking straight out of a vase that looks like a fish. (laughs) So it's more of a so good. It's a statement piece. (laughs) 
But yeah, it's just, you can do so much with circulars. It doesn't have to be in the round. You can work flat with circulars. Oh, yeah, a yeah. lot of like and shawl you, patterns yeah, do that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And if you're working on a really long, flat project, it's easier to keep in a circular needle than to stuff it on straight needles. Yeah. Um, There's less worry of it falling off your needles. Yeah. So down with the straights. Um <laughs> <laughs> Is this a social? <laughs> there it is. Is this a social statement? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it is. God, That's good. That was funny. All right, I'll start making stickers. We'll sell it on the website. Oh, yes. <laughs> Circulars only. I wish I knew how um, important blocking was Yes, when I first started learning how to knit because I can't tell you how many projects I finished and I was like, wow, that's... That's how it looks. That's disappointing. That was (laughs) underwhelming for the amount of hours I spent on this project. You know, it doesn't um, look like the picture. (laughs) It looks kind of (sighs) rumpled. Why does it look like Why does that? it look like someone sat on it? Well, I guess I'll just put this back in a box somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never no. look at it again. <laughs> yeah, blocking, guys. It's... Hence my other point on my reel. Invest in good blocking squares mm. and pins. Yeah. Oh, my God. I used your um, your straight blocking um, like combs yeah. for the first time uh, when I was blocking my more simple lines show. I need to get me some of those because <laughs> so I've got good. the individual pins and they like, suck. Forget that. Yeah, I would much rather just have that comb and go bloop 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 done. <laughs> and if you don't know what the comb is, it's basically a bunch of the straight pins with a handle on top, so it puts like four or five in a row, yeah. and then you can like put them yeah, down in great for large a, pieces. Well, it's great for flat projects, but you still need to get those single pins if you've got anything with any sort of a. Uh, bevel square rounded right. yeah. scallop. scallop yeah yeah i don't do those very often <laughs> it's fair i don't like them <laughs> i love the scallop but blocking them oh my god i was gonna say how was blocking your uh your shawl uh it, it actually it blocked pretty well um it definitely stretched which was good because it did look kind of small because i used a crochet hook that i had on me when we were moving and it was the wrong one, and I did not care at the time. Uh, Jess, <laughs> making it work. I made it work. It, it, but it's no, it, very pretty. <laughs> it looks really nice, but but it, you do, because you have, not only do you have the scallops, but because the crochet is basically making uh, garment doilies, um, there's a lot of in-between, like, holes and stuff, like lace work, so... Um, depending on how you pin it, you can just pin like sort of the outside and it stretches, but sometimes you have to add an extra pin in there to kind of make the shape do what you want it to. Um, so pinning it was fine. My daughter helped me unpin it and (laughs) many times (laughs) when it was dry, when it was dry, (laughs) when it was dry. Um, and so, you know, there are, there are a couple of parts where I had to kind of fix a little bit, but, uh, no, she did a good job. (laughs) (laughs) Um, no, so so that did work. Um, there is a trick to using the straight pins um, where you kind of have to, I don't even know how to explain it. You basically pin it in the opposite direction so it flattens down on top 
from the outside, and that makes no sense unless you know what I'm talking about, <laughs> which none of us do right now. <laughs> you're, you're alone on that one, Jess. <laughs> maybe we'll um, do a little video and put it on the Instagram. I'll say at some point, yeah, yeah maybe, maybe we'll try and or at least take a picture, and I can show you what I mean. But um, yeah, because that sounds like wizardry. To because me. <laughs> no, because otherwise, if you if you don't, it does like the project pulls up on the pin or pulls up, it like it, it. So it is. It's obnoxious. But if you do it that way, it, there's less of a chance of it happening but yeah there's a little wizardry going on <laughs> with that <laughs> um no one of the things i'm gonna add though uh coming off of that though uh things i wish i <laughs> wish i knew you know you could do more than one project at the same time so if you get bored with something <laughs> in <Tina's> face <laughs> i wish my face could like go through the microphone listen no guys if i got if i got to look at something do you right? know how many tina. whips i have I tina know. look at me give me that face we're gonna that's, put it on put it on the gram that's that's what i'm saying <laughs> i did not so when i got bored with the project and i was done like i was done that project got bound off at whatever stage it was in and i started a new one and it wasn't because I needed the needles or the yarn or any of that. I just, in my head, just couldn't have more than one going at the same time. So there's, but there are types of knitters. There are the serial knitters who have multiple. And then there's the monogamous knitter who has one. I am usually a monogamous knitter. Good for you. I, I am not. <laughs> I have four right now on the needles. Guys, I don't know. I have a binder here with all my current projects, and it is a thick binder. <laughs> you're, you're the winner. You get the I'm, not, I'm not trying to win. It's not, it's not a winning game. But, but you win anyway. Oh, but, no. but you do. <laughs> but, but you win. Tell her what she won, Bob. <laughs> a lot of sadness and anxiety. <laughs> I'm on fire tonight. <laughs> I have one that kind of goes with a story. Okay. Um, so when I, I first started knitting and I was doing nothing but garter stitch uh, scarves, um, a friend of mine found out that I was into knitting and she was like, oh, we need to get together. We'll do like a, we'll do a stitch and bitch and, and we'll talk. And so I met up with her at, um, Atlanta Bread Company, which they don't even ex have those in Connecticut anymore. And while we were there, she asked to see my knitting bag, which what the hell was that? I, you know, I had my <laughs> yarn and my needles in a bag um, to be I, to reiterate. I was making a garter stitch scarf. You don't need very much to do that. Um, was that at least a real bag? Because I used to use like no, dude, I'm pretty sure bags. I threw it in my purse. Yeah, like, see, I, I used I, to do that all I the just time. Check stuff in it, which was waterproof. So she um, <laughs> she insisted we go to Michael's so she could set me up. And I mean, I paid for everything, but she pointed out all the things I needed. Six months later, I had used some of it, hadn't used most of it. And I was talking to uh, one of my friends who was a new knitter. I don't think it was either of you guys. Um, and I was going through my knitting bag and I was telling them what, uh, you know, what you needed to get. And I said, here, you can have these. I'm never going to use them. And I gave them my stitch markers. <laughs> these were the scarf days right like, these were the scarf days go. i wasn't knitting anything but scarves but like i look back on that moment now you never don't need stitch markers even when you think you don't <laughs> yeah, need just, them you need them just um, have some and i cannot remember for the life of me who i gave that little box of stitch markers to um, but clips. I remember so clearly saying, I'm never going to use these and handing them over. And wow. 
<laughs> I have so That's many special. now, it's unbelievable. And yet we can never find anyone we want. Hey, no, no, they're all. You see, that's the moment, though. That's the moment where if you could go back in time and stop yourself from doing one thing, (laughs) you're like, no. Well, at least you know you set her up. (laughs) I did. I I can't remember who the person was, but um, yeah, I said I'm never going to use these. Holy God. 7,000 stitch markers later. <laughs> Here we are. Oh, I thought you gave her 7,000 stitch markers and no. I got very confused. No, it was just one of those small boxes from like oh, Michael's okay. of the purple and green ones that, you know, everybody yeah, buys. Everybody has. But I really was like, what am I going to use these for? I don't do anything but scarves. Like, what? why do I need to mark them? And I just gave them away. And then I think it was like a year later when I was finally trying to attempt a hat they're like place marker and i'm like oh, oh. <laughs> suddenly the light bulb went on and all made sense do what now <laughs> and then you find a bread tie <laughs> a bread tie a paper clip a paper clip are the best something if you, you have listened to this podcast enough you should have a paper clip in your arsenal <laughs> yeah, at least one <laughs> uh, just one uh, maybe two maybe seven <laughs> who knows just a couple um one thing i i was going to bring up too was um making sure you know which yarn to use when yes yeah um we've talked about that before too because i uh i in my in my previous experience (laughs) (laughs) i and i know meg has done this too Uh because you've told this story Mm -hmm. on this podcast before about the the baby baby blanket. blanket yeah so um i fortunately made i made hats it wasn't like a huge thing that i made but i made them out of like camel (laughs) and like baby baby hats no not baby hats like adult hats i mean that they could have been worse no but like they were for people who like were not going to take care of those (laughs) oof And yeah, and it's just, yeah, no, it's mm, no, it was just a waste of money because uh, you know what? They did wear those hats for like a day and then it snowed and then (laughs) it got wet. (laughs) That was the end of that. And then they chucked them in the dryer. (laughs) That was the end Uh, of that. Boom. Very sad story. Um, But yeah, so like at at this point, I know better to make, you know, if it's like a a garment that's going to see a lot of wear, then I need a sturdier yarn base. If it's going to be something that's a little bit more delicate, then I can use something that's a little bit more fine. Drea, um, what's that hat you're making uh, out of for your friend who is not a knitter and wanted a hat? I am using Impeccable from Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> for those and of you who are in the know, you know that is 100% acrylic in worsted weight. It is fire engine red and he is going to love it exactly it's true and he will never need to take care of that hat no it's true ever. you could wash and dry he that can thing run that over be, with a car and it will be it'll fine. Be fine know thy audience <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and recipients yeah yep that's all the time we have for this episode we will see you next week for more laugh tears and drama at pardon my stash Thank you.